ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, so scheduling snafu on our part, we at the time of this recording have not posted the poll yet for what movie you guys want us to recap. So apologies for saying that we would have that announcement for you this week, but we will have it next week. We promise. Um, So sorry about that, but we will be posting it. So when you hear this, I'm sure you will have already voted. Yes. So today we are recapping season three, episode eight, Fight the Power. And the original air date for the episode was October 18th, 2009. That was my, that's my sister's birthday. Oh my gosh, how crazy. And the episode was directed by Michael Lang, written by Patrick Sean Smith, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Rarden. The IMDb summary is, Ashley resorts to desperate measures to raise the ZBZ house ranking. Rusty misreads Cappy's feelings for Lana. Calvin and Grant disagree. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. It definitely covers a lot of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, hit all the notes for sure. Right. So we open up on the ZBZs at mini golf and everyone is very tired because it's actually only 9 a.m. And we find out that they've been (laughs) reduced to 9 a.m. on Thursday mixers. And that's so rough. Luckily, we didn't even have those. That wasn't even an option because that would have been really a hard yeah really hard pill to swallow and I guess like almost none of the pi sigmas even showed up which like fair enough to even if they wanted to 9 a.m on a Thursday to play mini golf to play mini golf um Laura like everyone's kind of confronting Ashley about this like Rebecca and Laura are there Casey is there And Laura asks Ashley, like, why she hasn't gotten them back up in the rankings yet. And Ashley said she's working on it. Honestly, though, like, what, it's been like a week and a half since they realized this. It's going to take some time. I know. It's a cycle. Yeah. They're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting against the cycle. It's going to be hard. So um, Ashley says she's trying to get their Dobbler's table back from the gamma size. And that's when we find out that they've taken it. Even Laura didn't know. And she was like, and, you know, we had a pinning last week, which apparently is not good enough for them because this girl, Heather, got pinned by, I think it was Jeremy. Yeah, it's Jeremy. KT Jeremy. Yeah. Making moves. Hilarious. Um, And so Laura is like, well, sisters are talking about dropping and I might be one of them. <laughs> and Ashley says, well, she's like, just panicking in this moment she's trying to recover as soon as she hears that girls might be depledging or dropping she's freaking out and she says well we're having a mixer on saturday with the omega guys and you can tell immediately that it's a lie but casey and rebecca are instantly excited and ashley says casey talked to evan i think casey definitely knows that this is oh yeah casey knows it's a lie i'm saying you said oh you said casey and rebecca were excited Oh, sorry. I meant Laura and Rebecca. Ashley says Casey talked to Evan and made it happen and that it was supposed to be a surprise. And that's why they haven't told anybody yet. 
And once Laura and Rebecca walk away all happy and chattery, Casey is like, so we have three days to pull this off. And Ashley is like, well, you know what? I'm just happy because no one looks like they want to kill me anymore. So she's not really thinking ahead here. It's it's giving credit plus solution. This whole episode is giving credit plus, especially when she starts like maybe fucking with the finances of ZBZ, which we'll get to. Yeah, this is very consistent with what we know about Ashley. Yeah. And her the president. Habits. Is the president of a sorority usually in charge of the finances? So yeah, actually it's really <laughs> oh, crazy. I that. <laughs> it's really, really crazy. Like so it's not exactly just the president. It, there's a position usually that's like um in charge of finances. But you sign this document. I don't know how it is for everybody, but I would assume it's pretty similar. That basically says you're like the CFO of a company. Like this finance person, like their name is on all of the financial records. You transfer all over to their name. Like they, and then the president also has to sign stuff. And at any given point, like our sorority was fairly small, but our finance person was in charge of like over a hundred grand. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of money to just be managing. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And then imagine a bigger school, <laughs> like how much they would have in there, especially if there's house dues and stuff. And like, if something goes down, you're on the line for it. Like if money goes missing or whatever, like it's your name on everything. Oh no, Ash, this makes yeah. me worried for her. <laughs> Constantly. So <laughs> truly the constant state. So now we're at KT and everyone is actually watching Jeremy sleep for once when Rusty comes in. How the tables have turned. Quite the role reversal. And Rusty comes in just like screaming and everyone's like, be quiet. They're playing a drinking game. Every time Jeremy sleeps, they drink, but the sipping has to end before he stops snoring. So Rusty's like, I missed you guys. I've been so busy. And he's in the mood to be with the boys and cut loose, he says. And also his, what he's been busy with is school and quote ex-girlfriend troubles. It's like, that's everyone. Well, everyone's in school. The KTs may not be that busy with school. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So then he's like, well, I'm going to go find Cappy. And he runs upstairs screaming Cappy's name and wakes Jeremy up. And Jeremy is very startled to see everyone staring at him. So he really got a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, now he knows what it feels like. And then Rusty like opens up Cappy's door and Lana is standing there topless. And he does unfazed. Unfazed, but also he doesn't move. She like has to push him out of the door. He, he makes just... no effort. They and they both love it. Yeah, she's like smiling. And then later she find out that she's like not upset at all in a way that a normal person might be so Casey and Ashley are now at Omega Chi and Ashley's still in this little golf outfit which is one of her crazier outfits it's like both a golf outfit but also what a like extra on the small world like a figurine might wear it's a very strange little fit the figurine for um Scotland (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and when she's in, like, when Evan walks out, he goes four because he's trying to be funny again. Mm-hmm. And Ashley and Casey don't get it at all. And they think that it's a dig at ZBZ being fourth. 
And he says, some people appreciate my sense of humor. And I just like to meet those people. So uh, they pitch him the ZBZ mixer. And Evan is like looking at Casey. And Casey has those big puppy dog eyes. Mm -hmm. And so he finally like kind of agrees. Ashley's like, and you know, the girls are going to need a formal invite and a serenade. And he's like, okay, yeah, we can make that happen. Okay. Like he he's like not thrilled about it, but he's going to do it for them. Specifically for Casey. So as they're leaving, then he tries out another joke and he's like, watch out for sand traps. And then he calls it, he calls it on himself. He's like, okay, that one wasn't even funny at all. (laughs) (laughs) Neither were ever since he's been hanging out with Cappy. He's like really trying to get the lols in. Also, I feel like this outfit of um, Ashley's, was it like on a thumbnail at some point or something? It looked so familiar. Like it looked like really iconic, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe just in my head. I like really- it looks like something they would have put one of the Sweet Life and Zach and Cody twins in during a golfing episode. Oh, totally. Or yeah, what uh, uh, London Tipton would have been. Oh, yeah, right. It's very during London Tipton goes golfing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you guys like it? It was not my favorite. No. I think she even calls it out. Rusty is like apologizing to Lana for seeing her naked. And Cappy says, okay, well, to even the score, like you have to pull your pants down. And why would you want to punish Lana more? I mean, that's horrific. This is that thing with frats where I've thought this forever with like hazing and such and just the antics where it's like I don't once I see somebody humiliate themselves it doesn't make me want to be their friend more right (laughs) like why is this no don't do this and so uh Rusty's like I'm sorry I'm not at my breast I didn't even write that down because I was like should I not have should we cut it it's so gross no it's in now it's fine but Lana is like taking like some kind of joy out of this. Like she's enjoying seeing Rusty squirm, and she invites him to come eat with them. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to get my backpack." And he's like all frazzled by her. Like he trips on the stairs. He like she keeps making kind of dirty jokes, and he like is so taken aback by them. He's like kind of like immediately in love with her almost, mm-hmm. and she likes it. And when he leaves, she tells Cappy, she's like, I can't wait to corrupt him. Like, how cute is he? And Cappy's like, ooh. Yeah, and she's, like, really leaning in. And he, at, by the end, he's like, okay, but, like, please reassure me that we're not having sex with Rusty tonight. Or Spitter, <laughs> he says. Um, yeah. But this is also not the on-screen boyfriend kiss we've been advocating for. I cannot get behind a Cappy and Rusty kiss, just a Cappy and Evan kiss, maybe a Cappy and Beaver kiss. I mean, these last two episodes, dare I say that Rusty topped himself from last episode, this episode? I don't know. It's really brutal. Um, yeah, these scenes with these scenes with Lana and Rusty together, um, to mirror what you said in the group text, Jacqueline, like I felt physically uncomfortable. I wanted to like fast forward, but obviously we can't. And instead we have to write down every detail. And I was like, <laughs> what is this hell? Um, so 
now we see Evan giving Calvin advice. I think they're just walking around campus and he's talking about, you know, telling the house about Calvin and um, Grant. And Calvin's like, okay, well, when are you going to tell the house about your trust fund? And Evan's like, you're right. You know, maybe we're both overthinking these secrets that we have. They're saying, you know, it's everyone's going to accept them. They're kind of like talking each other into feeling better about this. And then they start debating who's going to come clean first. And Evan's like, you've been gay longer. And it seems like it kind of settles on Calvin going first. But then they walk up to the parking lot and Evan's car is getting towed in front of everyone. And that oh little redheaded pledge is like, didn't pay your parking tickets or set- make some snide comment. Trip. And trip. Evan goes, well, I guess, you know, I'm going first because everybody knows now. And he says, I I guess they don't take lease payments and Dobbler's drink vouchers. (laughs) Also, wild that he was leasing that when he had that trust fund. That was the most outrageous part of the scene. I was leasing. The only reason I could think that he'd be leasing is because like maybe he thought eventually he'd want to like upgrade to something else. But yeah. Yeah, maybe. It was that was a really weird revelation. I thought the same thing. And then to stay in the lease, even when he knew he didn't have the money. Like he didn't even try to break the lease. Right. Like he asked his parents, he was like, I want to keep the car though. (laughs) And they probably were just like, no. Start (laughs) leasing a Honda Accord or something. I don't even think he could afford that. I don't know. He's working at Marie Callender's. Um so hired for Marie Callender's. Well, he says, oh, 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 no, no. He's Party down. Right, right. Catering, yeah. Cater, waiter. Um, so Rusty, Cappy, and Lana are all drinking at Dobbler's. And Lana is laying it on thick. She's, like, really trained to get Rusty drunk. Cappy is kind of like, uh, he doesn't handle his alcohol well. Like, that's why we call him Spitter. And she's like, he's not Spitter. He's Rowdy Rusty. Ew. Uh, this is where I started to also feel even more uncomfortable so she's like pressuring him to continue to drink and it's just getting so weird and Cappy's clearly uncomfortable but Rusty we've never seen him happier ever I don't he hasn't lived until this day we, we've genuinely never seen him <laughs> this excited this thrilled this animated he he is so happy to be there it's in such a creepy way too and then she's like lana goes oh it's taking our waiter forever let's just dine and dash and cappy is like no we're not doing that and as he's saying that they run away and cappy runs after them but then he comes back and leaves like a wad of cash He's yeah. a regular. They're all regulars. It's the camp car. They would a know terrible them. place to dine and dash. And also, too, like no one should dine and dash ever. But also, Lana works in the service industry, and I feel like someone who works in the service industry would never do that. Yeah, he says that to her. He says that to her. He's like, "You work in the service industry," and as someone who does that, and he's like going on this long explanation, and that's when they run away. It's so weird and rude, and Rusty is like. The rowdy rusty thing goes straight to his head. You see it happen. Oh, he can't get enough. Mm-mm. And they're like doing this weird thing where they're flirting with one another, but like 
she's clearly with Cap. Like, she has no interest in Rusty, and I don't think he has any actual interest in her. He just thinks she's hot. But they're both, like, getting something out of the weird flirtation. They're enamored with each other. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but it's very similar to when Rusty first meets Cappy and is enamored with him and just is like, oh my gosh, I finally feel alive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now Evan, is, they're having kind of an impromptu meeting at the Omega Kai house and he's confessing to everyone that he gave up his trust fund. I well I think it's just chapter, but the first order of oh. business. Okay. Is his announcement. Like <laughs> it's so yeah. ridiculous. He immediately like that's the first thing he says and then he just moves on from it and he's like so like this ZBZ mixer. And as he says that trip has a problem now with the ZBZ mixer. Trip and- is a problem. Trip is horrible. Trip is so bad. I remember him being bad in earlier episodes, but like this is, well, I guess maybe he's coming back with a vengeance after he was uh, treated so poorly during, what was it? Like pledging during pledge week or whatever, um, or initiation week, whatever it was, because Calvin says that later. He's like, he's still really bitter towards you over how hard you hazed him. And so Trip is railing against the ZBZ is like saying all this stuff about them that grant stands up and is like aren't they all about mixing with those kt losers this semester and he also says like they only want to have a party with omega kai so that we can help them climb back up the ranks and calvin is so like ached out by grant saying this like you can see on his face he's like gross which is true it is gross he's insulting his one of his best friends, Ashley, and he's insulting his best friend, Rusty. And knows it. Yes. Yes. It's wild. Yeah, so- he, like, really... Well, this guy's a good actor, too, because he really, like... He had me completely won over before, mm-hmm. and now, in a matter of moments, I'm out on Grant. And it's I'm so believable. You can, like, see it in his eyes. You're like, wow, those eyes were once so charming and now they're so they're stone cold yeah he's giving early aughts villain bully villain yeah Yeah, immediately immediately yeah it was really not a good showing from him i also feel like i'm done with him and um evan just like tries to lay down the law he's like i'm the president and we're going because i said so and trip continues to push back Evan says to Trip, like, you're out of line. Like, no, we are going. And Trip says, let's all vote. And then you can tell Evan knows that he's like lost the power. But before Trip says something even grosser, which, first of all, I didn't even realize he was a freshman still at this point until you were bringing this up, which makes it even more. No, he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. He's in Calvin's pledge class. Oh. uh, well whatever still I mean a sophomore like I was picturing him like a junior at least or a Mm -hmm. senior being a freshman or a sophomore acting like this is so out of line but he says um because Evan says um we're going we're I'm president so it's done and Tripp says just because you've done half the girls in that house doesn't mean we need to waste our Saturday I'm like Jesus. I didn't even write that down. I thought it was so gross. It was, it just shows how extreme he's being. Yeah. 
Evans lost control. So at ZBZ dinner, they're all waiting for this serenade to happen, like proper invite. Mm-hmm. And Abby comes over to Ashley and is like in her unhinged energy. It's like, <laughs> thank you so much for putting this mixer together. Like, so when are they coming over? Like, when are we getting the official invite? She's so annoying. I know. I know, and she, this is such a real character. Like I know already. Um, I <laughs> several people that I'm feel that this represents. <laughs> and um, Ashley's like, okay, well, they should be here any minute. And Rebecca is sitting with the table of pledges, and she's like anointed herself as like their like den mother or something. Like she's basically teaching like. What are those like cotillion classes or yeah. something? Like, it's class with the countess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's the thing? And she's the man. What are they? Oh, like the debutante ball. Yeah. Like the coming out classes. Yeah. He's basically doing that to the pledges. That's like in the background of this entire episode. We don't really get into it, but we just kind of see her passing by, constantly critiquing them. So then Evan walks in and it's just Evan and he looks like, I mean, he looks hot, but he looks unwell and they're all very excited to see him. Ashley like kind of announces him, but she's looking around for the other Omega Kais and she realizes they're not there. And before Evan can really say anything, he's like, hey, Casey, I got to talk to you. So he pulls her aside and he says, you know, the mixer's not going to happen and she goes, well, you just need to order them to do it. You're their president. And he's like, I really don't have the power right now. I just gave up my trust fund. And this is the first I didn't realize Casey didn't know yet. Yeah, I didn't know. He either. only told Rebecca and Calvin. Yeah. No, he told Cappy too. Oh, um, right. Well, his his boyfriend. Right. <laughs> yeah so she didn't know and she, her response is so sweet she's like this is the bravest thing that you've ever done and i'm so proud of you it's so nice she's like the yeah, only one who has had an tear. okay reaction besides calvin who always has an okay reaction but even rebecca yeah. was like you're stupid so yeah and i think cappy said like oh <laughs> why yeah. <laughs> um yeah well cappy's been good about it after the fact but yeah um and so he's like uh i just wish my brothers like were just supportive as you and that's when ashley comes over and is like what's going on with the mixer what's happening and they're like yikes ashley and casey's outfits in this scene are so cute did you notice that like i didn't remember them they're kind of like nautical martha's vineyard vibes like ashley has like a lobster on her dress I think and then Casey has this kind of like navy pinstripe dress cute well um in their room Ashley and Casey are like conferring about what to tell the girls but Casey the whole time is just stuck on Evan bringing up the trust or giving up his trust fund and Ashley's like you need to snap out of it we got to figure out how we can salvage this mixer and Casey's like, we can't. We're not Gamma Psy. And that's when Ashley gets this idea to have Gamma Psy go in on this with them and to make it a four-pack, which I've never the, heard that term. Yeah, I was going to say the use of the term four-pack in this episode is liberal liberal, and 
somewhat perplexing. I've never heard that either. Yeah, I never knew that was a thing. It, it It's going to be Lambda Sig and then Omega Chi and Gamma Psi. And then it's going to be semi-formal, Ashley decides. Yeah. And she's like, we'll just use the Founders Day money. And Ashley oh. is like, why would we want to party with the Gamma Psi's? They stole our Dobbler's table, our social life, and they're kind of weird. Wait, Casey <laughs> says that, right? Yeah, Casey says that to Ashley. And Ash was like, it's because they're number one, and then we will be number one by association. And she tells this story of her friend, well, her this person she knew in middle school, Janet Gunderson, unibrow <laughs> until Ashley plucked it. And then because Ashley was popular, Janet became popular and eventually stole Ashley's boyfriend. <laughs> so funny. So that's what they're gonna do to the gamma size. Steal their boyfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and so Casey is just like, you're president. Like, yeah. Okay. She's kind of along for the ride in this episode, but unwillingly. Like, the the car door is locked and she can't get out. (laughs) Yeah. I think she's trying to be, she says later, like, she's trying to be supportive of Ashley, but it is hard in this episode. It is. It's hard to watch. Much like at the KT house while Rowdy Rusty is on the ground talking about how he's so hungover but he doesn't care because he's done things he's never done the night before talking about dining and dashing and cappy's like annoyed he's like you're not even hungover you hardly drank any of your beer like you just got all of the um carbonation in your stomach all the foam um and they're binge watching predators of the deep and rusty's like god i haven't Watch as many episodes of a show since Joan of Arcadia. They love that show in this show. He says Joan of Arcadia with my parents. And then he tries to say, uh, did I say parents? Um, I-, I meant friends. Yeah. Rough, rough, rowdy, rusty. And Cappy is like, oh, don't you have your um, art history class right now? I have a class. Let's go walk. And Lana. He says he has women's studies. More women's studies? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Cappy says, I have women's studies. I can walk with you. So they're still in the class together. Interesting. Oh my God. This has been the longest semester. <laughs> Why are we not seeing them in this class together? Oh, so it is the same semester then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it must be. Wow. So then he's also like, and Lana, don't you have a bombas for and she's like, no, I canceled on work. I bailed. And you guys should not go to class either so we can watch more Predators of the Deep. And Rusty's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it's Killer Whales episode. And Cappy is clearly so annoyed. And he's just like, doesn't want to be around any of them right now. And he, th- meanwhile, it's his house and they're in it. He can't escape. This reminds uh, me of like, you know, that feeling when you're a kid and you're at a friend's house for like a play date and you're ready for the play date to be over and you just want your mom to come pick you up. But then they like the family like invites you to stay for dinner and like the play date just keeps extending and you just kind of want it to end. I feel like it's yeah. yes. I also feel like it's like when you have someone at your house sleeping over and they won't leave and their yeah. mom is coming like late in the afternoon and you're like please leave. I need to get on with my life. 
Yeah, that was the worst feeling because I would just say, can I use your phone? And then <laughs> they would hear me say, um, I'm not feeling good. Can you come pick me up? But if they were like, at your house, you were screwed. Yeah, when I was very young, I would just hide from them <laughs> until my mom was like, uh, that's actually not acceptable. <laughs> you can't keep making Kelsey cry. Kelsey's just wandering like- around. Yeah, I- yeah. I feel like Cappy would go hide in his room from them. But I also think he's so scared to leave Lana and Rusty alone together because, like, the effect she has on him is not okay. I know, and he probably is already thinking, like, I don't really want to keep dating her. And if they become friends or close and, like, she's going to be around. Rusty then is like, you guys are so perfect together. Cappy, she's the female version of you. And this does not say well with Cappy. He does not like that he has said this. He gets the instant ick. You see yeah. it like settle over his face and he looks at Lana and he looks like he like he looks disgusted. Also I'm like is she? <laughs> I don't think she is. I actually when he said that I I really disagreed. I was like I know they have similar like uh, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they really don't have anything in common. I think they do. I I get why he would say that. I feel I like think they- like based on this episode, they lean into it. But previously, I previously, don't so. yeah, no, yeah, we all that before this moment. But I mean, the effect that he's having on Rusty, like I said, is very reminiscent of an early Cappy interaction, and maybe Cappy like a year ago when he was more into partying less committed to anything like now he's the one that wants to go to class i also don't think he loves a relationship where he kind of has to pay, play the straight man like do you ever have those friends where like yes. you have to be more serious around or something or you yes. know what I mean? like when you're put in the position of being like the overly responsible person like it's so not fun and i feel like he does not like that dynamic happening no even though in he likes to be the one in those situations where he's like the funny goofball right now we're at the omega kai house and grand calvin are having a discussion about brant's like coming out not coming out but coming out against the kts and like not wanting to hang out the z with the zbz's because of them and he's like oh it's because of that rusty and i'm just like can people be nice to calvin like what the hell is going on why does everybody want to take things out on Calvin who is never mean to anyone except himself? I know. Right? Yeah. It, Grant says that Calvin is biased about the KT, about his comment about the KTs because his his friendship with that Rusty. So now they're just calling each other that. Yeah, which is so nice. And um, he's also being anti-Evan and Calvin's like Evan is being really supportive of you coming out by the way and you should try and back him a little bit on this and Grant is like oh yeah speaking of that mm, I don't really think I want to go pubs with our relationship um and Calvin's like okay and he's basically like yeah, I just don't really like the way that they're gossiping about Evan and his trust fund, and I don't want them talking about me like that, so I'm good. And it's like, I'm also just confused about this reaction to the trust fund. Right, and like, you're a part of the gossip. I know, you're sw- you were the second person to stand up after 
toxic trip over <laughs> yeah. this trap. Like if it was immediately if it was immediately shut down by like maybe some stronger voices in the house, like if, you know, Grant or Calvin or whatever stood up and were like, this is not a big deal. Like you're still our president. And then maybe Trip wouldn't have had like the manpower behind him to go against Evan like that. Also, like, why do you care? I never knew the financial situation of any of our presidents. <laughs> also, I'm kind of like this whole not wanting to hang out with the ZBZs because they're fourth-ish. I know they had a couple other reasons, but, like, ultimately, I feel like the sentiment of these frat guys has been, like, we like hanging out with hot girls. hmm So, like, is it, why are they, they're literally acting like I think it's going to be social suicide if they hang out with them. No, I, I think that what they're saying is that they're not hot anymore. I don't think that they're caring about their like fourth status. I think they're saying, yeah, they've fallen. But I think the reason that they think they've fallen is because they're not as cute. Just the pledge class, though? Pledge I don't know. Cute. And I then they're also, they're also really pissed about the whole like not going with them. Um whatever what they invite them to that the zbc um yes whatever that was yeah um so calvin is just like not impressed with this at all and he sits down and starts ignoring him because he's just like can't do it like not today i have other things to worry about because it's just like okay grant what you're okay but bye everybody's getting the ick this episode i know rightfully it's going around cro it's contagious yeah the ick pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. The ickdemic. The pandemic. <laughs> Maybe that should be the title. Pandemic. We've had we've had another ick related title, but I'm fine with another one. We had the Moby Ick. <laughs> oh right. Well, that's kind of our thing. This is if a the shoe fits. One. If the shoe fits. If the shoe icks, wear it. <laughs> so Rusty walks into his apartment and lo and behold, um, <laughs> Dale and Cappy are sitting side by side on the couch reading Eat, Pray, Love for their book club um, over a charcuterie board and sparkling cider, which sounds amazing. I actually have some sparkling cider in my fridge right now. Maybe I should have some. Rusty is like, look, I have a stolen muffin from the cafeteria and Cappy's like okay like what what are you doing like also you definitely have a meal plan he says you know that's frowned upon (laughs) um and Rusty's like hey don't you have a date with Lana why would he even know that and and Cappy's like yeah I rescheduled you know I've been flaking out on Dale and it's not like she's never canceled on me before because Rusty like can't believe it He says that their first date, she spent two hours prank calling her old boss. Which does seem like something Cappy would like. That, yeah. That's (laughs) Cappy. True. So, I don't know why he's complaining about them. That, but, um, so then Cappy goes to the bathroom and Rusty starts gushing about Lana to Dale. And he's like, oh my god, she's so amazing. I cannot believe he's blowing this woman off. You could, you wouldn't even know you've never seen a woman until you've seen this woman like blah 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 he doesn't say that but it's the sentiment and he's like you know what cappy is this is so classic cappy he's in love with her basically and he just can never admit how much he likes her 
he's he's scared of how much he likes her leaps and bounds rusty has made <laughs> he says they're gonna have to go see lana about this him and dale he goes oh my god to go see lana about this i honestly think if jordan was still in the picture this would have broken them up yeah jordan wouldn't have been on board with this actually no, she- but i think rusty would have been like oh my god i gotta find my <laughs> lana goodbye jay it Remember is jordan see such an absurd reaction to someone else's they're not even girlfriend or boyfriend like date yeah it's like a situation ship yeah and you get like i think they've been dating like a week or two if not if yeah it's so hard to tell for whatever reason evan is eating dinner with casey in the zbz foyer and um he is telling her more about the trust fund and she's like any more secrets that i should know about and he mentions the job and he's like i don't know probably just go grovel for my money back again that's my vote and she's like no 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 i'm gonna help you figure this out like you can't go ask for it back again would love like more substantial reasons for why that is but pride i suppose um and he's like what i really need help is with my reputation at the omega kai house and she suggests making a name for himself that's not just chambers and his parents money which is fair like i guess that is how he rose to fame if you will and in the background rebecca is like coaching the pledges on how to walk properly um really starting from square one with these ladies then ashley rushes in with um a bakery box from the gamma size and she's all excited and she opens it and it's just like two dozen brownie face cupcakes. And Casey and Ashley go up to their room and the note basically says like, oh, what if we could had a prior commitment? Sorry. Thanks for thinking of us. And Casey keeps reading it and she's like, you have to stop eating. That's your fourth cupcake. And Ashley's like, I'm eating the evidence. And if you want me to stop eating this, stop rereading the letter. And Ashley's adamant. She's like, I can't give up on this. The yearbook photographer is coming. <laughs> but I love that. Document this four pack, quote unquote. Yeah. Did we have a yearbook? Yes. I was going to say, I feel like I kind of remembered it senior year, but no other year. I've yeah. never seen a college. I've never seen my college yearbook. I feel like my college might have had one too. Did they give them out for free or did we pay? Just for to free? seniors, I think. Okay, so that's why I only knew it existed senior year. Yeah. I kind of want to find. Yeah. I wish it was like online somewhere. I'm like kind of curious what's in my college yearbook now. I don't ours, think I kept mine. I have ours. It was pretty dry. Um. I feel like a high school yearbook is just so much more personal and like yeah and that's like when you should have a yearbook you know yeah yeah there was like the pictures that seniors took and then I feel like a couple random events that like no one went to because like yeah we didn't have sports at the school really either so I don't know like what they'd be commemorating I loved like I remember there was nothing like getting your yearbook and like scouring the do you guys have the index at the end where you could see where your name was? So you could see how many pictures you oh, were in? No. no oh my God. I, that's we had the passion. index, but I, I never went and looked because I knew I was in no pictures. Oh how my do you God. Know if you never looked. Well, I mean, I knew what I was in, which was like 
one my photo i, think I wasn't in any clubs so <laughs> i think it's time to crack open that yearbook and take a look a walk down trauma lane a fond romp so then rebecca pops in looking for abby who is hiding from her avoiding to learn how to drink properly from a cup and bottle <laughs> um, she says trying to uh, teaching her how to learn or drink seductively from a cup. Oh, of seductively. Yikes. And so Ash turns back to Casey and she's like, this four pack is happening. Um, and Casey says, well, why don't we appeal to the disgustingly nice gamma size? And Ashley's like, yeah. And you could go talk to Catherine and leverage that relationship. And Casey's like, mm, I don't really want to sully that relationship. I'm trying to get on Panhellenic board and... I just think that this is not my the best use. Let's go straight to Natalie. So that's the plan. And now Rusty and Dale barge in again on Lana getting changed at her catering event, which God knows how, how they knew where this was. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you're planning this at this point. And Rusty's like, I know something happened with Cappy, which is also a leap at that point if he was just like, oh, I've rescheduled. And she's like, yeah, he blew me off. I think I'm done with that guy. And it's like, no huge deal. Just yeah. note that. No huge deal right now. No, it's like, you know, they've been on a couple of dates. Like, she's getting the vibe that he doesn't want to see her again. And he doesn't. Yeah. Just the fact that ugh, fucking Rusty really makes this unpleasant for her. So he puts in so much work to do so as well. Like and convincing. Like he is exerting so much effort to make this the worst case scenario. Yeah, it is weird how invested he is. Well it seems like he's trying to win Lana back for himself kind of, but vicariously through Cappy. Yeah, I think he should just date Lana. I mean, <laughs> she does seem kind of into him in a yeah. It's not way. that far fetched. She's like very tickled by the idea of him. Right. Ew! Now I'm picturing them in a tickle fight. No, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, so then Lana is like, "Yeah, I'm not dating guys with issues. Like, thanks, but no thanks. I don't know." She's also like, "I don't really get why you're trying to convince me." Then she starts to leave and Dale says, someone without a college degree shouldn't be so choosy. It's so out of left field. I'm like, damn, Dale, relax. Oh my God. I also forgot that she said, I don't, that Lana said, I don't date guys with issues. Like I was, something about that line was just funny to me. And we know she only dates guys with issues, I'm sure. Um, and Lana's like, hey, look, it's pretty clear when a guy breaks things off after things got physical, it means he just wanted to hook up and she leaves. And Rowdy Rusty is down bad about this. Yeah. And then Dale's like, eh, she's fine. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> and he says Sheila had better boobs. Ew. Vampira 69. Ew. R.I.P. Um, so now Evan and Calvin are playing video games in the Kai house and Evan's like, hey, so we think you and Grant are going to go to that four pack and Calvin's like, I don't know, like, I don't really know what the deal is. And then Evan's like, why don't you 
just guys go together together like why don't you just make it official aren't you gonna come out to everybody eventually with your relationship and calvin's like uh i know exactly what you're doing you're trying to take the heat off of yourself and you're doing it by manipulating me into pushing my relationship out into the open when we're not ready just like such a classic classic straight male trying to manipulate a situation and failing miserably and like thinking it was going to come off so seamless Mm -hmm. and just like completely missing the mark um and I think Evan is feeling like a little weird about him saying that after rightfully so and Calvin's annoyed Calvin is just like I cannot catch a goddamn break this episode (laughs) yeah he says it's up to me not you and yeah, yeah you can tell Evan is kind of like Oh, sorry they and share they, a tense moment they just, just go back to playing video games yeah i just don't even think like evan even really thought it, it through no what or, saying that would mean right exactly like i think when he heard kelvin repeat it back like what it actually was then he was like oh like that sounds so bad yeah he's like well it sounds obnoxious when you say it like that right Right, and coming right off the heels of a conversation of who's going to address this first, and like it's just like, oh, okay, come on, come on, man. So now we're at the Gamma Sai house. It's so ugly. It, yeah, it is very. It's so dark wood. There are yeah. bunnies everywhere. Yeah, instead of pussy willows, what do you think they call the bunnies? Bobby bunny. Bobby bunny. Bunny willows. Bunny willows. <laughs> Thumper willow. So Catherine walks into the little seating room and she sees Ashley and Casey and she goes, ZVZs, what are you doing here? I love her. I love her. Every time she's on screen, I just am so happy. She's my favorite. She's an icon. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we're coming to talk to Natalie to see like what's up with this prior commitment, you know, hoping we can get you guys coming to our party and she's like oh there's no prior commitment that's just what natalie says when she wants to let you down easily she's basically like "Mm, not helping you guys out this is not my forte that's natalie's world later she says i don't do leisure issues (laughs) she goes that's natalie's erv or erv whatever that means i had to rewind that (laughs) what does that mean i don't know i'm guessing like like job expertise i just loved the way she said that (laughs) she's so funny yeah because casey says will you put in a good word and she's like yeah no and as she's walking on she's like and can you ashley's like can you also ask where those cupcakes are from and as she's saying that natalie saunters out and she's like i made the cupcakes with a special ingredient called love she's like how can i help my two favorite zbz's um and Casey's like, we know that you don't have a prior commitment. Like, would you come to this? And Natalie's like, look, we didn't want to come because we don't want you guys spending your money on something when we know our girls aren't going to show up. And which is fair. And I think polite, like, it's like, okay, if that's what it is and you don't want to go, then like, yeah, say no. Like, fair enough. I will say 
just because the ZBZs are going to be there, they're not going to show up. Like there's two groups of guys. Like if that's supposed to be your motivation. I know. And one is the Omega Kai's like, come on. What we're guessing is like the second best house. Like I think any. And a free bar. Come on. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm thinking back, like if there was a like sorority that we were going to do something with that maybe we didn't like get along with that well, but there was going to be a bunch of other people there. I don't think it would have been a problem. No, not at all. Yeah, it also sounds like there's a lot of different houses at CRU because later in the episode, they're like, hopefully we'll still be in the top 10. It's So I guess being fourth is still pretty good. Yeah. Yes. So if it's supposed to be based off a Southern school, like there's usually a ton of houses and then there's like an old row and a new row, but they've never discussed that. But then if it's like our school, we only had like six or seven. So being fourth would be like being middle of the pack. Is Old Row more prestigious? Yeah, but I think it's also just different fundamentally. Like, I think they really only accept people from, like, those, like, southern states or that state that the school is in. So I think, yes, there might be more prestige, but it's also, like, not expected that that many people would be in those. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm. I never heard of those. I know. I really want to get my friend on that went to Alabama and do, like, a Q&A with her about, like... Oh, about, we should. Roll Tide! Like, Greek yeah. life there because she she rushed as a person from california which i think was like a crazy experience yeah and we can weave in some of the bama rush doc yeah yeah and she did really well i mean she was in what's that one that they have the song about on tiktok oh sorority that she ended up in so i think she had a positive experience but it'd be cool to like hear her talk about just like how different it is than what we know yeah interesting my sister um rushed at college of charleston so i think Mm. it's similar yeah um, similar experience she dropped after like a year natalie kind of gives like southern sorority girl energy i think she might i think this actress might actually be southern don't quote me on that but i think she also (laughs) does a really good job of like make she almost has this kind of eerily cheerful voice Mm mm-hmm yeah well because remember she used to idolize the zbz's like remember how when they brought her in to talk about fisher she was like so thrilled to be in the zbz house which now we know why the gamma sci house is horrible they well i don't even think that that's not so true right now i think she's just calling a spade a spade and like knowing the sentiment of the house because even remember at the calendar party Casey yeah. was like, what the hell? That's my pose, which was kind of like a stretch. And she was like, well, we're doing it as like an homage to you. We just like really respect you guys. And like, that's interesting that you take it as her still idolizing her. I thought it was all fake. I thought like by the end of this, I thought we realized that this was like a veil and that she is actually kind of a bitch. Well, I think it kind of develops into that, but I don't think previously, like she even was like, oh fourth is not that bad like it's really like I'm sure you guys will be be great and I'm sure like November like you guys are gonna make it great and she said that genuinely oh see I didn't think it was genuine that's so interesting yeah Yeah. I'm reading everything she says is like very like fake but pretending to be nice hmm I do like how the writers play the long game with a lot of these like smaller characters because I would have never thought she would have even come back yeah and now she's like uh, such a, like she's like almost becoming like a prominent she's character. 
Yeah. We didn't remember her name for a long time. So anyway, um, Ashley's like, what is it going to take to get you guys there? Like, we, what do you want us to do you a favor, cover your electric bill? Or not, that's not even what she said. She's like, what are you going to do? Like, cover our electric bill? And Ashley's like, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, do our laundry, pay our electric bill. And she's like, we'll she's do like, the electric bill. <laughs> electric bill, end of school year. But my thought process is, if the issue is, not that Natalie doesn't want to go. It's that she knows the rest of the girls aren't going to go. How, why would that change the sentiment of the rest of the girls who I'm sure their dues aren't going to be changed? Like, well, she's going to make them. I know, but it just doesn't, it's like a weird solution committing to that before you even know that she's going to make them show up because it's like, I don't know. The whole thing, I mean, obviously it's a terrible idea. So like, I wonder how much that is. They need their electric bill paid. That house is dark. Yeah. Mm. Oh, then Ashley's like, and we'll keep this exchange between us. So clearly this isn't going to end well. Casey looks mortified. And Natalie offers them a chocolate bunny and Ashley's thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we learned that Ashley has quite the sweet tooth this episode. Oh, yeah. She loves a goodie. She's Mm kind of like me. <laughs> I bought seventeen dollars worth of candy on my walk today. I I have such a sweet tooth too. I love sugar. Love a little treat. Love a little Hershey kiss, which is what I bought. Yum. And some other things. I'm more of a special drink gal myself. <laughs> Ooh, oh. I also love a special beverage. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, like I like to have like multiple beverages, like a special glass with a special drink. I'm less of the sweet mm-hmm. tooth, but more well. The beverage can be sweet, but I just like to have, you know. Yummy. Ooh, I want to order glass straws. I love the way that TikTokers, like, how it looks when they have a glass straw. (laughs) The sound. Yeah. So now Cappy is at Gentleman's Choice alone. Gross. And Rusty shows up and scares him. He kind of sneaks up on him and he's startled. And he's like, never startle a man at a strip club. Rusty brought Dale and Cappy's like, you shouldn't bring him to this unclean place. Um, he also immediately says, I knew you loved Lana. I know. Yeah, I don't even, like, he's making leaps and bounds. And Dale gives one of the strippers a business card for Jesus Christ and says, he pays better dividends than the bills in your underwear. And Rusty is, like, trying to get to the bottom of why Cappy blew Lana off. Like, he is there with a sledgehammer trying to get to the bottom of this. Um, And he's like, you're doing the same thing you did with Casey. um, And I'm not letting you do that this time. Like, let the man be. He's not really mature enough to be in a relationship. So stop forcing him into one. And... Then we find out that he brought Lana to the strip club for another chance, which is humiliating for Lana. But why before, she grieve? Yeah, I don't know why she agreed. But before that, he says, this is so gross. He was like, you know, you and Casey broke up because you were too different. And so it was never going to work. But Lady Cappy is never going to give you a hard time. Ew. He, he calls her Lady Cappy. And also, Rusty's idea of a good relationship is never having a hard time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rusty, the hardest person to deal with in the world, will not deal with 
a hard time in his own relationship. Telling, very telling. But you're right. Why would Lana agree to this? I know. And I she know. Like, gets dressed up in like American Eagle chic and like. Yeah. I actually in. felt really bad for her here because it almost felt like Rusty gave her completely the wrong idea. Because he did. Yeah. And she is in her American Eagle chic. Like she's dressed really cute. It is sad. And Cappy's like, what the hell, Rusty? And Rusty's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You don't like her? Like, Rusty, get with the program. And so now they're all, the four of them are just at the strip club. No one wants to be there. Maybe Dale does at this point to convert all of these women to Christianity. It's just so, so, so cringe. So now we're at the four pack. It's bumping. It's bougie. There's a jazz band. There's a live jazz band. And Casey's like, I hope we're not also paying the Omega Kai power bill. Cause like, why are they here? How, how'd we get them? Beth is getting her caricature done. She's thrilled. And Casey's like caricatures. What is going on here? And, and Ashley's like, it's art. It's, like high society or whatever and she's like plus we gotta deal with the ice sculpture guy the caricature we got at a discount like oh my god and so Casey's like you know what I take back what you I said about you not running the house into the ground like this is not good and they get into a little tiff and then they part ways like Ashley says she spent all of the Founders Day money. Like Casey's like, how did you pay for this? And she said, I spent the Founders Day money. So she spent everything they got. And Casey says that was supposed to last till next rush. Yeah. That was supposed to get them through the next rush, right? Yeah. It's literal credit plus. Oh, Ashley cannot be trusted with money. She's not good with funds. Um, And Rebecca's coaching Heather to talk to other men and she's talking to Tim the lacrosse player but she's failing and then she walks away and she's like why does this matter I have a boyfriend and she's like not a good one <laughs> she's like okay let me show you how to flirt and leave them wanting more and she approaches Evan and she's like oh my gosh Evan you wear this suit so well and he's like immediately suspicious but kind of into it he's like what are you doing? But like, want it to be like more, I think. Yeah. And then they're like, everybody kind of detects a spark and it spooks Rebecca. And she breaks character and she's like, oh, I was just showing Heather how to, how to flirt. And he, watching this made me physically uncomfortable because they have so much chemistry. Evan and Rebecca, they have so much. Um, and he's like, oh, whoa, I mean, great job. <laughs> he literally is like, oh, oh my God. Because it was so intense, like yeah. right off the bat to the point where um, I think they're in love. Like Dilsha does these like lovey-dovey eyes and she's done them before when she was with Cappy that are so good because she has like huge brown eyes and I feel like she like looks at them like, so like a puppy dog almost and you can tell that evan is like entranced by the look yeah he's like starstruck almost yeah like getting her attention they they do they really they have way more 
I think they have more of a spark than her and Cappy ever did for sure. Absolutely. I, I never, agree. they were just a good time. Well, some people on our TikTok think that they were like Endgame. <laughs> I'm not some people. <laughs> I'm a co-host of the ABC's Agree. There are so many hot takes on our TikTok like every day. I like it because we have some, takes. yeah, we have some hot takes too. They were, I mean, Cappy and Rebecca were fun together, but Rebecca and Evan just make sense. Mm-hmm. And just like that. And just like that. So, and just like that, we're back at Gentleman's Choice. And Lana is trying to talk to Cappy and Rusty at the bar. And Rusty is having this conversation with Cappy still. And he is basically- Well, Dale asking- doesn't let her leave. Like, they're oh. at, like, like Cappy and um, Rusty are at the bar. And Lana's trying to get up to, like, see why they're still there. And Dale is like, no, no, sit down. He's like, oh. look at them. They're so limber. And she goes, what are they, cats? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. And yeah, Rusty's having this conversation with Cappy and he's asking him like, why didn't you just tell Lana you wanted to break up? And Cappy's like, well, you know, I thought she'd get the hint. Honestly, she was. I to say it, but it was like, at this point, it's almost more insulting to sit somebody down who you've gone on, what, three dates with and be like, hey, I don't like you. Exactly. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. I actually Uh, don't like your personality. It's awful. Yeah, I don't think a a full breakup was necessary here. They weren't together. And Rusty can't conceptualize that because he's immediately in a serious relationship with every single person he dates. Like The Comic-Con girl. Yeah, this wasn't serious. Lana got the hint. She wasn't super happy about it. But yeah, she's right. This is kind of how dating works. And like, like he could have exactly. sent a text and been like, "Hey, like, sorry, this isn't working." If she kept texting him, exactly. If she like, kept going right, back, there's a slow and- fade. There's a point where it's like a slow fade. That's fine. Whatever. She that's was fine. she was like fading as well. She was she accepted the fade. Yeah, exactly. and to taste of the fade. Yeah, to text her out of the blue. Now, obviously, the situation has been escalated, and he has to do something about it. But before. It was fine. He, he, no one wants to hear after a few dates. I don't. I learned more about you, and I actually didn't like what I learned, which I is essentially what he has to say. Right. Yeah, and Rusty's like, "Are you sure it's not because you love her too much?" And Cappy's like, "No, Rusty." <laughs> he and Cappy says he just wants someone less flaky, which is fair. I mean, Cappy. I think Cappy's trying to be less flaky himself. So maybe he saw that Lana was bringing out that side of him. Yeah. Lana was almost like a mirror to him. Like I said, I think it's a theory of like when someone is like more irresponsible than you and then you have to take on like the parent role. Like she was even flakier than him and then he had to be the responsible one, which he doesn't like being in a relationship. Yeah. And Rusty keeps talking about, he keeps telling Cappy that Lana is just like him and Cappy's rejecting this information. And... Then Lana finally comes over and Rusty's like, hey, are you are you and Dale having fun? And then Dale's like, yeah, I've gotten 10 girls to join my Bible study. <laughs> and Lana is not having fun. I mean, obviously, she's like, why am I here? And she she says she knows that Cappy 
isn't into her anymore and that like this isn't going to work and rusty grabs lana and says to cappy that he needs to tell lana the truth and in that moment this man named viper he's like the security guard he comes over oh and he tells rusty to stop touching the girls because he i guess he's assuming that lana works there yeah Yeah, which which is weird because she's fully clothed well maybe he thought like one was leaving one of the dancers got dressed Mm. yeah and he's rusty's like oh she's not one of the why would a woman be there (laughs) right that's actually so true (laughs) yeah rusty's like she's not one of the girls and he's like oh wait that's not what i mean and then happens he's like strippers are women too viper says that right yeah yeah and then uh and that's when rusty starts to get like he tries to kind of stand up to viper he's like well i'm rowdy rusty ew and cappy's like rusty this is not the time like do not do not go there and then viper's like okay you want to fight and then he picks rusty up and the scene cuts to it fades to black we don't see what happens next so now we're back at the four pack oh gosh every time i say four pack it's making me crave like a sierra mist i don't know why doesn't it that famously common fours <laughs> <laughs> a four pack of Sierra Mist or like a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. so Casey finds Catherine oh my gosh Catherine's outfit is also so great here it's like she's dressed as like Meryl Streep at the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> and she says she has a five minute party walkthrough policy and so she's pretty much ready to go and she did say she likes the caricature and she holds up her caricature and it's like a woman in Washington, D.C. in like a pantsuit. I loved this. She goes, I was rather enjoying the caricature, so I stayed a bit longer. And, and she, she goes, was like thrilled. She goes, I really think he captured my likeness. He did. He did. He has her little beauty mark. <laughs> I know. And she looks so intense in the caricature, too. It's great. Yeah. So Trip is here and he's talking shit to Evan again and Casey finds him and she and Evan kind of commiserate because now that she's in on his secret about, or I guess it's no longer a secret. Well, they're about- at the bar and Trip is like saying stuff to Evan and then Evan's like, you would have, like he said, sounds or looks like you wouldn't have been president if you weren't at Chambers or something along those lines. And then Evan no. is like- no, he says, you're lucky the ZBZ's paid for an open bar. And he said, you're lucky Omega Kai. That's what it was. Yeah, sorry. You're yeah. lucky you got, got in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, then he leaves in a huff because. Yeah, they're like, they have like smoke behind both of them. Like <laughs> the Sims who are mad. <laughs> they truly do. And so Casey and Evan are sitting at the bar and Evan's talking to Casey about how he's pretty much like lost the respect of the house and how he probably wouldn't even be president if it wasn't for having the name in the trust fund to begin with. And Casey's like, well, ZBZ is going to be just as broke as you based on how much money they're spending. (laughs) And he, he comes to Ashley's defense. He's saying, you know, she's just trying to get control of the house. And Casey's says she's still trying to figure out how to be the best friend of the president, which we can see she's having a little bit of a hard time with that. And so now Ash and Natalie are talking about the caricatures and Natalie's like, oh, I love caricatures. And uh, Casey comes over to interrupt them. And Natalie's Wait, like, but, 
also really quickly right before this she passes beth who's getting another character <laughs> and she's posing for it and the character has beth and two text bubbles that one that says hi ashley and one says hi casey <laughs> oh my god and her first one she that. got too the first one she got was she was an astronaut on the moon and just said hi earth she said look guys i'm in space <laughs> I loved that that she was still doing the caricature because that would be me at the party I loved getting those caricatures <laughs> get like eight caricatures done <laughs> I should honestly go to Central Park and just do that one day <laughs> yeah you gotta get that in <laughs> so Casey interrupts Ashley and Natalie and Ashley's like oh no Casey I'm talking to Natalie about how much we love caricatures and Natalie's like don't worry we were actually just leaving I'm grabbing the gamma size right now we're going to be heading out and then she says in a super loud way and it feels intentional yes thanks again for paying our electric bill and the party pretty much stops oh I also forgot to mention that earlier in the scene in the background is like a jazzy version of everybody wants to rule the world is it everybody wants to rule the world (laughs) <laughs> I didn't notice that either, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. And, like, the music stops, and everyone looks over, and they all seem disgusted. All the Gamma Sighs leave. Rebecca is so upset, and Trip is, like, you know, getting the Omega Kais to come with him. <laughs> but they're all in the Omega Kai house, so I'm like, where are they going? And Evan oh, confronts... this is at the Omega Kai house? Yeah, that's why... Um. That's why Casey said the thing at the electric bell. They were at the Omega Chi house. Oh, I thought you just meant to get them to show up. Oh, no, I think it was because they were there. No, you're right. And yeah, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. It was all fancy. I guess it, the Omega Chi house would be the best place for this type of mixer, for this four pack, if you will. They have a lot of parties there. Four pack. Yeah, they have a <laughs> lot of like fancy parties there. They had the casino night. Like, I feel like they, they put on a shindig. Oh my they god, really casino do. night. Like a classy, uh, retro. A classy mixer. So Evan confronts Trip, and Trip at this point says that he's kind of like talking to Evan about he's not going to be president very long. And because of the trust fund. And then he insults all of the girls at the party. And when he does that, Evan He says he calls it a slag fest. Whoa, I didn't hear that. What does that even mean? It sounds like a slur. Yeah, I think it's like another word for like slut. I think. think It sounds like Irish slang. Or British. Yeah. Irish slang. Wait, let me look it up. I was like, is Trip British? Maybe he's come. I could see his parents. It's a British offensive term for a woman that has many casual sexual sexual encounters or relationships. Good God. Trip, relax. Trip, tell us you studied abroad without telling us you studied abroad. Seriously. So gross. Also, like, everybody, like, being so appalled and acting like they're leaving, like, it's an open bar at the Omega Kai house. What, like, what's so bad? That's what I can't understand about the whole thing. Like, again, with the Gamma size, I get, like, maybe if they don't like the ZBZs or they're, like, scared of being, like, brought down with them or whatever their weird thing is about them. Wouldn't you still want to go because there's going to be so many more people there and it's going to be a party? And it looks like fun. Everybody wants to rule the world is playing. Why would you leave? (laughs) And also like, okay, 
again, if we're going into the mind of a serious student and there's all, we find out there's all these Greek houses, ZBZ is only fourth. Like that wouldn't be low enough for a, a group of other women to be like, ugh, they're so low on the totem pole. Not that I don't even think women also, would do that like, anyway. What else are you going to do? Go to Dobbler's where there's probably ZBZs. Go to another frat party where there's exactly. probably no ZBZs. Exactly. And like, this is all being paid for and there's free alcohol. Like no one would turn this down. Yeah, why would you then go to Dobbler's and spend your own money on buying drinks? Yeah, no one in their right mind would turn this down. Like, I, I, even if I run through all of the scenarios of why they might want to, like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, so Evan punches Trip, and it's a really intense punch. And he deserved it. Yeah, Trip Sorry. is yeah. awful. It Trip. is like, oh, that's, it's a... It's a sucker punch. It's yeah. a shut the party down punch. Like the party at this point is over. It's oh, chaos. Chaos show stopping. It's show stopping. And they're all the photos, the yearbook photographers capturing all of this <laughs> for the CRU yearbook. Yeah. I mean, this podcast doesn't condone violence, but I was kind of happy to see Trip have to shut up for once. It it wasn't not hot. Evan's getting into a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> that, that reminds me. I always am bringing up New Girl, but there's this episode where Jess is trying to online date and she's going on like a hundred dates in an episode and she goes on this date with this guy and he's like, I've been getting in a lot of fist fights lately. I'm actually starting to enjoy them now. <laughs> oh no. And that that's Evan's that's the Evan's stage of life right now. He's like, Yeah, I've been getting in a lot of fist fights. I'm liking them. He's a fisticuffs really stan. He's bouncing back pretty quickly, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't get punched. True. Last week he did, though. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and he got <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> He's getting into some, some scrimmages. For I sure. hope he got a rabies shot after Jeremy bit him. I know. There's no way. Heather should get one preemptively. Mm-hmm. So now we're back at the ZBZ house. And this scene, honestly, it was sad for me to watch. The pledges are giving Ashley and Casey such a hard time. It's almost like Ashley and Casey are like on trial before them. It's not even just the pledges. It's like what we would assume to be most of the house. Like everyone we saw at the party is sitting there. Rebecca's like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, oh, true. And this is where Laura is saying, we'll be lucky if we even make it to top 10. Yeah. And then Abby's like, give us one good reason why we shouldn't just de-pledge right now. And and how can we... And I think this is where Ashley just says, like, I honestly can't give you a reason. And she's like, why should we have any faith in you as a president? And this is where Casey steps in and she's like, don't blame this on Ashley because it was my fault. I was the one who said we would pay their electric bill so that they would come to the four-pack and it was my idea. It was a terrible idea. And Ashley's the best president that ZBC has ever had. Which is a stretch. I know she's being nice and maybe means it in this moment, but it's like, uh, no, she's not. She's plunging them into financial ruin. I know. Like, low-key Franny was better. I Franny also was think, like, I also think what Casey's trying to do here is valiant, but I also think... Didn't Ashley ask Casey a couple episodes ago, like, not to do this kind of thing around her? Or it Wait, was- when? 
I was thinking, or I guess I'm thinking more so of like when Casey was keeping the information about it, it reminded me a little bit when she was keeping information about Fisher from her. It's almost like Casey's trying to like control. Oh, like protect her. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't need you to like protect me. Yeah. Kind of similar. It's another way of her protecting her. I honestly, because of the conversation they have later, I think it has less to do with Ashley and more to do with Casey protecting the house. Because she says later, like, you can't quit. Like, it would just add more uncertainty. Yeah. yeah, but I think in this moment, she's, like, just trying to, like, keep the peace so that they can rise back up to the top. Like, I think she sees, like, them going against Ashley as another reason that they would sink lower in the ranks. So, yes, I think she's protecting Ashley, but I also think she's, like, making a strategic, like, move of, like, keeping trying to keep the house together. Yes, and we know how dedicated Casey is to the institution. Exactly. So now we are... At the KT house, Rusty, Cappy, Lana, and Dale are walking in. Rusty's holding an ice pack, and he's they're talking about how Rusty slipped on a dollar bill, and then he got up and he slipped again. So I guess Viper didn't actually really beat him up. It was more so just that Rusty fell. Once again, he played himself. Yeah, and Dale keeps handing out these religious cards to everyone in the Capitao house, trying to get them to convert. And... Rusty's like telling Cappy that if he was able to stand up to Viper, you can break up with Lana. And Cappy, like, I'm sorry, still not really necessary, but Cappy does sit down with Lana and he basically says like, kind of like we we were saying could have been done over text where he's just saying like he wants someone different. It doesn't even need to be done. It's so this makes it an awful thing to say. Like it's not his fault what he says sucks, but like it's the reality of the situation. And again, shouldn't have had to have been even a conversation if they went on a couple of dates. Clearly, did not have that deep of a connection. Like, and now he has to tell this girl like I don't like your personality. It's uh... Again, if she had been pushing it without Rusty, if she had been like reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, then yeah, then obviously he should have said something. But she wasn't. She was like kind of fine with it. And this was the very first time he even rescheduled anything. She was like, yeah, I don't want to be around this guy. Whatever. It's annoying. Yes. This was the first time he had ever bailed on her. It's wild. And Lana says, you know, like all college guys are the same. They just want to hook up and then they realize they can't handle it. No, but she says that they can't handle hooking up with the hot townies. Oh my gosh. That's so Evan coded. Yeah, she says they hook up with the hot townie for a while. Then they realize they can't handle it, which is literally what Evan did. I know. I forgot that she said that. It was so cringe. So now Do you think she's met Evan? I literally was thinking that. I actually was thinking that today, just going through all my day. Oh, wait. We know she's met Evan. No, we would have known they met oh, before because they work right. at the... They came yeah. together. Evan yeah. didn't have any chemistry. I wonder yeah. if they've been hooking up on the side. No, Evan wouldn't do that to Cappy. No, he wouldn't yes. do that. But I. But maybe she's friends with his, like, ex. Yeah. Oh, maybe. They're in a townie Facebook group. They went to high school together. Cypress High School. In town. Mm-hmm. naturally they, they stay at the same hotel motel 
So she stole she stole Evan's car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. She would. That's very Lana. Yeah, yeah, there are only Lana two would. people in this town, and one of them is Lana. And the other one is that random girl. <laughs> and the third one she... is the car tow. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the other girl ever even got a, a name. No. I don't no. think they ever gave her a name. That's so she sad. actually might have, because I think I think he no, yeah, you're right. Maybe not. She feels like a Maxine. Really? We might need to check the IMDBs for those episodes to see if like she's credited Townie. as or, hot townie or, one. Or like she would be someone who would have like both a, a guy or a girl's name, like Sam or a girl Ryan. Like Max. Right. Maxine. Short for Maxine, of course. Kyle. Mm, Tyler. <laughs> I like that name, Tyler. For whoever wants to have that name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. For a, for a townie. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are at the Omega Kai house and Calvin finds Evan who's really sad and Evan Evan feels bad for what he did. He, he apologizes to Calvin about saying, you know, they should come out just to take the attention off of him. And he's like, maybe I should just resign. And Calvin's like, don't worry. There are still plenty of us who support you. And Evan says that when Calvin does decide to tell how to tell the house about Grant, he'll support him. And Calvin's like, I'm starting to wonder if not that I'll ever tell the house, but if Grant's even really the right guy for me. Yeah. Which I think we're Fair all enough. starting to wonder that too. Fair okay. enough. Yeah, I mean, it kind of like started with Grant's weird little rage last episode where he like sees the KTs at Dollar's like, let's go finish what we started. I know, like, calm down. Like I said, he's roided out. He's so activated by the KTs. And now, I mean, now he's really on the wrong side of history here. He's really giving Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't he remind you also so much of Freddie Prince Jr.? No. Yeah. Yes. Every time I look at him, I'm constantly thinking of Freddie Prince Jr. and Scooby Doo. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't see I it. I see it. It's in the the goonish look in their eye. Interesting. <laughs> I love that clip of Sarah Michelle Geller versus Freddie Prince Jr. talking about the Scooby Doo movie. Have you ever what? seen that on TikTok? No. Oh my god, it's so funny. Because you know they're married. Yeah. But yeah. it's like Sarah Michelle Geller being like, I really think it's like it shows you like women, like she's like making it like women's empowerment or something, and like how they're like solving crimes. And <laughs> it's like a Freddie Prince Jr. being like, I don't know, it's a dog. Like, oh, I feel like I have a silly movie about a dog. <laughs> no, a silly movie about a dog. I think I have seen that actually. So now Rusty Dale and Cappy are taking shots of sparkling apple cider. (laughs) And Rusty asks again why Cappy. So Rusty's talking to Cappy and he's, you know, he's saying, why did you go to Gentleman's Choice? And because I guess really the reason Rusty thought he was going all along was that because he was so in love with Lana. But then as he's saying it, he realizes that Cappy went because Cappy's still in love with Casey. Yeah, he's like the last time you went, you oh, and like catch. Yeah, you were thinking about dot dot dot. And then and Dale like gets upset. 
Dale says <laughs> something. He's like, I don't want to hear this or something like that. Yeah, I think Dale's still in love with Casey too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then they just take more shots of sparkling well, apple cider. Happy says to Dale, don't read into it, Dale. Also, why are they taking like I understand sparkling apple cider is great, but like Dale doesn't drink something you yeah, skip Dale. on. Well, Dale doesn't Dale. drink. Yeah, Dale doesn't drink, so that's why. Oh, I was more so confused why they were taking shots of it. But when they take the shot, well, earlier when they were drinking it during the book club, Dale was like, doesn't have alcohol, but the bubbles go straight to your nose. <laughs> and then like when they're taking the shots of it, Dale's face, he's like wincing the entire time. Like every time he like makes a face as if it's like vodka or something. Oh, Dale. oh my God. <laughs> So now we're finally at this, the next day at the ZBZ house and Ashley and Casey are waking up and they were basically up until 4am that morning discussing what happened with the house. And Ashley's like, I'm going to resign. And Casey's like, no, you can't resign because that would only lead to further instability. And this is where we see her allegiance to the institution and Casey has this long game in mind and well because Casey says you can't resign and Ashley is like don't tell me it's because I'm the best president ever and Casey's like I'm not going to and then she says like it would just make things like worse right now yeah and she says it would like play into Gamma Sai's plan Mm -hmm. yeah and Ashley's like but the Gamma Sai seems so nice with all their bunnies and Casey's like that's how they get you the bunnies always seem really cute and then they bite you with their sharp bunny teeth. <laughs> and then Bunny Willow. The, their bunny willow teeth. And Ashley's like, well, what are we gonna do? And Casey's like, the fact that gamma size are like that they're being targeted by them is a good thing because that means they still seem like they're a threat. So they're still in the game. And so they better start playing. So they better start playing. And I think that's how the episode ends. Yeah, then they scurry out of their room. Oh yeah, and Ashley's like, I'm going to go eat a frowny face cupcake for breakfast. <laughs> just so cute. Like it's just such a random line. Like and it almost felt like it was like recorded after like, you know how sometimes they oh, do yeah. in movies, like ADR, like, yeah, it, it's like just the back of their heads and it almost feels like they added it later for some reason. Those cupcakes did look good. They did. They made me really want a cupcake. I too. really want like a sprinkles. I haven't had a, yeah. Oh, I haven't had a cupcake in a minute. A Susie Cakes cupcake. Those were the best. Ooh. Y'all could probably stop by that cupcake ATM anytime you wanted. Yeah, but sprinkles cupcakes aren't good. True. And the frosting is like a little too The frosting is bad. Susie Cakes was really close to us. I was like a 15 minute drive and that those are so good. Not even 15 minutes. They were like right down the street. It was those are so good. They put the icing inside. They inject the icing. I know. And that's good icing. Mm -hmm. Every birthday cake I got when I lived in LA was from Susie Cakes. That sounds so good right now. When I I, like first moved to LA or like the first time I was in LA or whatever, I felt like sprinkles was like so huge and I would go to that sprinkles ATM. It it was like in Beverly Hills for whatever reason. (laughs) And that song was playing over and over and over again. And the only line in the song was, I love sprinkles. Yes, I do. 
yes I do and it <laughs> that just on repeat it was like you will go insane here you will go insane uh-huh. here if you can't make a decision on what cupcake you're you're done you've entered shutter island I don't know how the workers were doing it I love sprinkles yes I do Yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a song. You they probably discontinued it on the yeah. by well, insanity. The sprinkles ice cream was good. So they had like a store next to the cupcake ATM that was like you could get like an ice cream sandwich with your, which is like actually kind of scary that they did this. I'm surprised people even ate these in LA, but they yeah. were good. That was good. Yeah, the cupcake like smushed in between a cupcake yeah and they would <laughs> flip, like flip the cupcake inside out with the icing next mm-hmm. to the oh gosh now i'm like really i need a cupcake all right winners and losers sprinkles <laughs> <laughs> my winner uh slim pickens i'm gonna go with jeremy for getting a <laughs> zbz girlfriend <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna go with casey i mean i she was mine last week but i think you know, she really pulled Ashley out of a jam. I think there was about to be an insurrection, a January 6th situation at the CBC house. I think my winner is also Casey. I I think just the way she reacted to Evan giving her the news about the trust fund was so kind and sweet. And also, like, I know Evan and Rebecca have great chemistry, I also think this episode is giving me little twinges of like, do I want Evan and Casey to get back together? I always kind of want that. I think also, I just like, I say this all the time. I just want to date Evan too. So I'm always rooting for him. I appreciate his humor. (laughs) You do. I'll laugh. Oh my gosh. I love that about you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where do we begin with losers? But lot of lots to pick from actually here i i'm gonna go full send on ashley like it was really Mm. atrocious some of the moves can't get behind it just ignoring advice ignoring instincts or maybe her instincts are just that god awful but we were right back to spring break like not good yeah she really regressed and because this is gonna have lasting repercussions too it's not even like and it's not just your credit that's like down the shitter now. Like, what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to get back that kind of money? Like, how are they supposed to pay that electric bill and their own? <laughs> I'm hoping the deal is off now that uh, she let like spilled the beans. Now that Natalie yeah. said it, maybe that I makes so. the contract void. Yeah, they didn't even shake on it. So yeah, and who knows? Like, I don't know if a verbal contract is binding in the state of Ohio. I think my loser is, I'm not going to say Rusty because it's just, I can't, it's too much to even say him. Um, I'm going to go with that Grant. Really not loving what we're seeing from him. Really, really not. Yeah, bad showing for sure. He's being like mean, but also weird. Yeah. 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 It's like there were some I mean they're not even red flags at this point. Like it's just like I don't know, Calvin, get out. Get out yeah. while you Run. Still Yeah, I'm gonna I was gonna say Grant as well, but I'm I think our, my other option was also Trip. Mm. I just thought Blinks. Yeah, Trip is so awful. N- nothing he said in this 
episode was redeemable at all. Yeah, he was really gross. I can't believe none of us said Rusty when this might have been like, honest to God, Rusty's worst episode. (laughs) Oh, I don't think this was his worst episode. It was his cringiest. It was so cringy. I I actually don't, I don't. Yes, it was cringy. I feel like I have like actually shuddered at some of his actions before. I was, I was, I was really disturbed by him. And his behavior. He made some very questionable choices this episode. I mean, I just think after the role play incident with Jordan <laughs> a few episodes ago, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to top that. That's so true. I forgot about it's that. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, that was really, that was awful. But this was consistently bad the whole episode. Ugh, I don't know. It was... Yeah, well, he's really doing a backslide these last couple episodes. It's because Jordan isn't around to deflect. Yeah, that's true. He did really make it harder for everybody involved. (laughs) He was showing some growth. He was. There was a few weeks where we were like almost team resty question mark. And now I'm like, dude, like, please. (laughs) I know you're killing us. All righty. Well, Thanks, Thanks for, joining for joining us on this on wrong down memory lane. lane. Don't forget to follow us and vote on the poll. We'll for real have that announcement next week. Promise. ABCs of Greek podcast on Instagram. Promise, promise, promise. Ciao. Unless something else happens. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.